The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Always glad to have you with us. And this week we have producer Eric back on board with us after his recent travel experience. I was going to say ex- adventure. I said expenses. Maybe it was expensive. I don't know. We could find out before the end of the hour. Always good to be working with our buddy Eric Ryder. Today, we're going to be taking a trip to the desert, specifically the Mojave Desert, just before it meets up with the Sonora Desert in the beautiful state of Arizona. And the Arizona Route 66 Museum will be the focus, though there is more down there in Mojave County, Arizona, as told by a gentleman who understands the history and the cultural significance of that region very well indeed. Joshua Noble is the Tourism Services Manager for the City of Kingman, Arizona, a role he's held in various capacities since 2007. He served on the boards of the Mojave County Historical Society and the Historic Route 66 Association of Arizona during much of that time. That makes him a prime guest for Trip Talk. Josh, who is originally from Kingman, has a keen interest in preserving and promoting the rich history of his hometown and its famous highway. And so for the first time, we welcome Joshua Noble to Trip Talk. Josh, it's great to talk with you. Gary, thank you so much for having me on. Our pleasure, and I'm sure it's a pleasure for anyone who loves the desert, who is devoted to the significance and the memory of Route 66, even now in its decommissioned state, still a significant part of the American road landscape. And there in Kingman, there is the Arizona Route 66 Museum. This is kind of a compliment alert. Josh, you and the folks with whom you work in concert have done a magnificent job of creating a space where people can go and celebrate America's past as it meets the present, looking toward the future in the growing community of Kingman and its environs. And I have been to various places where the museums are there, of course, by definition, to celebrate the past, keep it alive. And in the case of Route 66, around the country, many, many people do a beautiful job, and you can go and see collections of artifacts from the Mother Road. But there in Kingman, I don't think you have been excelled by anyone in putting together a tableau or a representation of what Route 66 meant to the Kingman community and that region of Arizona. You've done an extraordinary job. Thank you, Gary. I guess we're all done here today. You hit everything pretty well. (laughs) Thanks for joining Um, us. (laughs) We want to get people out there to visit you folks. Yeah. So, no, uh, Route 66 is a very important part of our history. Mojave County, for anyone who's not familiar with Arizona, is the fifth largest county in the country. So, If you're going to get anywhere in Mojave County, you're going to drive. Route 66 goes right through from the west side um, to the east side of of Mojave County. And we've got uh, not only Route 66, but we have a vast elevation range from around 500 feet at the Colorado River to 8,600 feet in the Wallapai Mountains, just a 14-mile drive from Kingman. We have the London Bridge. There's a lot of fishing, jet skiing, kayaking, hiking. Um, We also have the west end of the Grand Canyon. In fact, one interesting thing is that in order to get from one portion of the county to the other, you actually have to drive outside of the county 
outside of the state for the most part or fly in order to get to the other side of Mojave County because it's on it's cut by the Grand Canyon. I did not know that. And I've been to Kingman three separate times, stopped there, had a good time, uh, met some very nice people. And I just recalled, it's it's been some years, I admit. I don't think I've been there in the 21st century, to tell you the truth. But oh, when wow. I was there, I could see it was growing. And when it did, I wondered if it was true what an insurance man told me in Las Vegas when I lived there for five years back in the mid to late 80s. There, he said, you watch, there's going to come a time when Las Vegas will shake hands with Phoenix. I'll never forget that. And I thought, well, it, it may be coming true when you look at the outlying community from Las Vegas. You have Henderson, then you have Boulder City, then you get to the Arizona border. And before long, you are in Kingman, Arizona, which itself has space to grow and people who do want to go there for a quieter lifestyle, a more historical type of location, and they find something there that they wish to preserve. That's where you come in. Well, you know, and, and he wasn't far from where we are. Um, Kingman is considered by some to be a bedroom community to Las Vegas. But we have Interstate 11, a new interstate, which is under development. Parts of it are complete uh, to connect Las Vegas and Phoenix. And Kingman, of course, is at the heart of all of that. We have not only Interstate 40, the largest trucking route, much of which bypassed Route 66, um, but I-11 is part of the uh, Canmex corridor. It's what connects um, the northern and southern portions of the country. So there's a lot of travel for business for um, logistics, for um, you know, recreation that comes right through Kingman. Uh, and I think, I think it's been a big part of our history. Um, you know, when Route 66 was coming through Kingman before Interstate 40 and they were looking at this new highway, everyone really thought that Interstate 40 would bring the same thing that Route 66 did. It would bring uh, diners and um, you know, visitors, travelers, people who are gonna overnight. And for some communities like like Kingman that grew into the alignment of I-40, it did. But for a lot of communities, um, it, it bypassed. Those communities stayed on the sidelines. And I think even for downtown Kingman, it experienced um, people and businesses that leaked out of the downtown to the areas where Interstate 40 had gone through. And when that happened, a lot of people started to recognize that Kingman had a culture. Um, there was a history to how the community developed and they came alive with finding ways to preserve the history that we had, the historical locations. So Interstate 40 had um, opened up in Kingman in August of 1980. And you'll see pretty early on in the early mid 80s, a lot of buildings and sites were added to the national list of historic places. Uh, there was a group of businessmen that worked on bringing a rodeo back to Kingman to hearken to a uh, rodeo that we'd held in the 1930s and 40s and early 50s called Dick and Dogie Days. It was a rodeo that was nationally recognized that cowboys from all over the country came to compete in. And so they brought that back in 85 and we still host that to this day, though not, not this year. I think everyone understands. Um, we, but that, that's a rodeo that's still strong, and they've, they continue to do that. And Route 66, um, that's when they started looking at uh, creating a museum and a visitor center that would celebrate Route 66, the travelers coming through. They took this old 
power generating station that was built in 1907, opened in 1909, had been sitting empty for a long time. And they worked on grants and had that redeveloped, renovated into the Route 66 Museum, the Kingman Visitor Center, the Office of Tourism. It's where the Arizona State Association, uh, Route 66 Association, is now housed. And it, it's a big um, uh, attraction and uh, a point that travelers come to in Northwest Arizona. And there you are, part of that concerted effort to make all of that happen. Josh, let's say I'm in my car and I'm on the way to Phoenix. Maybe I'm going to go on to Tucson, but I don't want to neglect to see Route 66, where it joins up with Kingman, the community of Kingman, Arizona. When I go to the Arizona Route 66 Museum, they're in town. What is it that I can expect to find? Great layout is one thing because the design of it, to judge by the pictures, makes it exceptional. But once I get inside, what will I find? Well, and so, you know, if, if you're coming, let's say you're coming from Seattle, um, you're coming from the western side, you'll want to take that stretch from the Colorado River into Kingman. It's about 54 miles, but it is the original Route 66 from the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, all the way up to 52. And you'll experience much of what John Steinbeck um, described in The Grapes of Wrath, uh, the book in which he co coined the term the Mother Road. It's a twisty, windy, beautiful road that um, would not have been there if it were not for a gold rush. There's a lot better alignments um, that could have been taken that didn't go up into the mountains. But because of this gold rush, you can now go through there, kind of go through some ghost towns, see some absolutely fabulous views, and get a real cultural experience. And then you'll land in Kingman. You won't be far from where our museum is. So across these eight states, there are um, 11 Route 66 themed museums. The one in Kingman was really built to explore the chronological history of Route 66. Uh, it's the only one that really covers all of the stages because I think a lot of people, they know about Route 66 um, when America you know, moved west, when during the Dust Bowl, after World War II, uh, but they don't, not everybody knows that it's more or less one stage in a life cycle of this path that's crossed the continent for centuries. It's an alignment that was first utilized by the native populations in trade, in migration. It followed the lay of the land. It followed, you know, along uh, from spring to spring, so there were water sources. And this museum, it captures that from when they were Native American trails to when it was a wagon road to the railroad, which followed the same path all the way up to the Good Roads Movement in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and Route 66, which eventually took over for National Ill Trails Highway um, in 1926. It follows that migration. And, and the interesting thing, I think we have a lot of uh, press and um, uh, tour, tour guides, uh, bloggers that come in through uh, uh, a referral from the Arizona Office of Tourism, and they know that Route 66 has some history, some relevance to the history of our nation. But I think until they come to this museum, they don't they don't really realize or they come away finally understanding that Route 66 is it's a look in the rear view. It's really a reflection 
to the evolution of our nation and how we have changed in the way that we live, the way that we travel, where we've moved from, and really our culture of ideas and how we've come to be who we are today. And with all of that, and what a great panorama that would be, which artifacts were you able to secure so that people can get up close and personal with the very things that people needed, maybe that they touched, certainly experienced when they were on Route 66 back in the day? Well, you know, it, it's an interesting museum. We've actually had some uh, curators from other museums that first come in and they think, you know, this really is not a proper museum because you don't have many artifacts. And then after going through and seeing how it tells the story, because really, Gary, what this museum does is it recreates through life-size dioramas what the history and what the experience was. And and that's not to say that there aren't some artifacts. Let me, for, for one um, example, I, uh, I was in the museum, this was many years ago, getting some pictures for a journalist that was writing a Route 66 story for a magazine and wanted the picture from the Grapes of Wrath scene. And I was back there taking this picture and this little nun walks up from behind me and she must've been in her late 80s. She'd said, isn't it something what these people went through? And I said, you know, it must have been something. And she told me, when I was a little girl, I remember seeing people come through. I remember seeing these caravans. And she talked about how her and some of the other people that were from Kingman, when they were putting the museum together, they took artifacts, they took things from their basements, from their attics, and they came and they built the display based off their memories. They built this Re reincarnation from their memories. And it, it changed my viewpoint of what the museum was about because now I started to understand that what I was seeing was what they had crafted with their hands to reconstruct so that we could experience what it was they were experiencing. And you know, it, it's interesting. I just uh, was reading the paper maybe two months ago and I saw that she'd passed away. Um, I, didn't, I never knew her name until then when it talked about the little nun that helped with um, building the museum in the powerhouse. And it was just, it was a real special thing for me to connect back into people that really lived it are the ones that built the displays in the museum. That is a touching story. It's, it's great how people remember and they want us to remember. And if we never knew, we get to discover all that a place like the Route 66 Museum in Kingman has to offer. And yet that's not all. Josh, please tell us about this plan you have, and I think it's great marketing, among other things, the opportunity for visitors to buy a pass and then have access, if I understand you correctly, to three different venues. Yeah, well, I'd say 3.5. <laughs> really? I'm going to back up for a minute there. Inside <laughs> the powerhouse, um, in, in 2014, we hosted an international Route 66 festival. And when we hosted that, we had um, the Historic Electric Vehicle Foundation of of um it, it's really of the world but most of their their artifacts and their their board members they're from different areas in um, the states from california arizona washington and they brought their cars down but they didn't want to bring these electric vehicles down for just the few days of the festival they wanted to bring them down for a longer period of time and really initiate uh, the creation of a new museum. So we had this um, 3,600 square foot space inside of our museum that had been used for auctions and um, for fundraisers, different events. 
we decided that it was a perfect opportunity to expand our museum. And it's not it's not specifically Route 66, but it's transportation. So we now have, when you come into the Route 66 Museum, you can continue on and enter into the world's first all-electric vehicle museum. And we have 27 vehicles in display. There's another about 70 vehicles that are off-site that we simply do not have room for. Um, but there's the world's second fastest all-electric vehicle. It went over 300 miles an hour on the Bonneville Salt Flats. The fastest one is actually just the next version of the same vehicle. It was built by the Ohio State uh, University School of Engineering. Um, we've got some real unique pieces going all the way back to 1909, and the latest piece is a 2011 vehicle. So it, it covers the history of electric vehicles, and you can see some unique pieces that, you know, in the early days, in the 1920s and 30s, um, you, you had just about as many electric vehicles on the road as there were gas vehicles, and the gas vehicle eventually won out because the infrastructure was much easier to transport gas um, to far out areas and people could fill up pretty quickly versus it taking a while to charge a vehicle and at the time there wasn't electricity everywhere so you you get to see some history a lot of people do not know or did not know that electric vehicles have been around for that long so that's something fun that we share with tourists but you do get a pass when you come to the museum and you can use that pass to get into two other campuses they're all also run by the Historical Society of Mojave County. One is the Benelli House. It's a 1914 home that you can explore and tour through um, during weekdays. Unfortunately, they're not open on the weekends. It's volunteer run, but you get a real sense of what it was like for the early settlers coming in. They show you how they would have cooled the house where they would have um, you know, done different activities and the first clock in town that they used to run the trains on time. It's, it's a real, real wonderful historic experience going through that home and seeing what it was like in the real, the Wild West at the time um, as it was just, just becoming civilized. And the other location is the Mojave Museum of History and Arts. This museum covers all of the history of Mojave County from railroading to mining, ranching, um, it covers the, the history of the native peoples and the creation story of the Wallapai, which is uh, our neighboring tribe. And it, it, you really get an understanding for Northwest Arizona history, but I think it's, it's a little bit more than that. You know, we, we, we kind of watch our international um, interest and where people are visiting and what they're saying. And I'd say that almost as much as the Route 66 Museum, we have visitors from China, from France, from Germany, that also stop in that museum to experience a little bit of what it was like in the American West. And you just reminded me of something that I had forgotten for a long time. I think of Kingman, the town, and I think of Route 66. I should have mentioned it at the outset. In addition to Route 66, Kingman has a very close association with railroad culture. And I'm, it sounds like there, there is an effort on the part of people like yourself and your colleagues to preserve that part of the history, too. The railroad was hugely important to Kingman for many, many years. For many years. So Kingman is named for Lewis Kingman. He was the surveyor who had um, established the alignment of the railroad going through New Mexico and Arizona. Uh, we have a deep history of the railroad. So aside from the railroad history captured at the Mojave Museum, 
we have another uh, museum not run by the historical society, but by a group of individuals who are specifically keen to the history of the railroad. Some of them are former um, railroad workers. Uh, some of them just love the history. And that's in our historic railroad depot that was built in 1908. They uh, have many different uh, alignments of the rail of model railroads that they have going through. They have a lot of artifacts from our history. And then there's also these huge windows that you can stand in and you can watch the real thing going by just about 25 feet <laughs> from the building on the outside because it, it is the old depot and it's right off the tracks. It sounds to me like the, the cultural attention, the focus is matched by some really pretty architecture to make this an experience that people will not want to miss, even if their ultimate destination is Phoenix or Tucson or Yuma, wherever they're going within Arizona or the Grand Canyon for that matter, that they will want to stop and visit history in a way that really comes alive in Kingman. Yeah. And you know, one, one other thing is, so if you're, if you're planning on coming and you're thinking of, of traveling and experiencing Route 66, there is a passport put out by the Arizona Route 66 Association. You can go to historic66az.com and learn about different itineraries along Route 66 in Arizona. You can also order this passport. I think it's $2 is all it is. That includes your shipping and, and, and you know the cost of the passport. And it's a handy little travel guide that you can have stamped to any one of the nine visitor centers along Route 66 in Arizona. And there are several businesses that'll stamp it too. There's extra pages for extra stamps, but it really gives you the insight. So if you're coming in, you can thumb through the passport. It'll tell you what the highlights are, a little bit of the history, and you can plan your trip from it. Um, and if you, if you get it completed, you fill out a little page at the end and you can get your certificate saying you got your kicks on Route 66. <laughs> That is excellent. You thought of everything. I love your appreciation of history of that region and all its people, all its wonderful traditions, Josh Noble. I thank you for joining us today. And I look forward to meeting you at the museum, that whole complex of venues. I think it's just brilliantly conceived the way you describe it. And I really can't wait to visit it. It's, as long as I can get out. Now in Arizona, they've opened up to a degree greater than many places in the country. And if that serves your purpose, fantastic. But when I wanna venture out, when we get past a lot of this craziness, it'll be great to go out safely on the open road and to visit you there. It's really wonderful to have this time with you today. Gary, I really appreciate have, uh, have being on your show. And when um, things have calmed down a little bit, I'd love to see you when you have a chance to come this way. Lunch is on me, sir. It will be a great time. Thank you for all this great information and for your dedication to the echoing history of Route 66. It means an awful lot to people who treasure the American Road and read American Road magazine, which I'm happy to say is in your gift shop. Thank you for that. Yes, it is. Thank you. I, I appreciate the opportunity. Joshua Noble, Tourism Services Manager for the City of Kingman, Arizona, a man in the know. Before we sign off, I wanted to tell you about a new app. This is one you are going to want to have on your devices. Have you ever wanted to know what the weather will be for your next road trip? Well, of course you want to know that. We all want to know that information. Drive Weather is a new app that shows the forecast for your route. It's incredibly simple to use and is available on Apple and Android. Drive Weather. Download it now for a safer road trip wherever you go. 
I did want to say a, a quick word to Eric. We're glad to have you back. Producer Eric, I'm thrilled that you got away for a little bit. We always miss you when you're gone. And then Thank you come you, back Eric. and you do your you do your typically fantastic job week in and week out. Uh, and Nathan did a great job in your stead. But I did want to ask you, now we it was several weeks ago, we talked about Long Beach, Washington. They're the That's peninsula, right. Il Waco, and all of the places to visit there and the gorgeous scenery. We have a couple of minutes. How was it for you? Oh, I had a lot of fun. Perfect weather for it. And uh, it was a, a great little road trip getting down there to the Long Beach Peninsula, which is one of my favorite places in Washington. And I ended up uh, getting a little Airbnb in Ilwaco and used that as my base for exploring. So went up to Long Beach uh, for a day, went down to uh, Fort Columbia State Park, which is uh, a very cool historic park there on the mouth of the Columbia River. And for the first time, I went across the bridge and visited Astoria, Oregon, too, which is a really uh, great place to visit and went up to the historic uh, Astoria Column, which has some of the most sweeping views I've ever seen. So uh, a beautiful place to visit if you get the chance. And, and the great thing was I was able to social distance for the whole time. Um, and it was heartening to see that even in these small towns, people were masking up and doing their social distancing. So uh, hopefully we'll get through this pandemic thing sooner than later and uh, everybody can travel as they wish. Absolutely. Did you have the sense there? I know we're in the midst of this pandemic. We're dealing with it. But did it seem to you that the places that you visited are accustomed to having great numbers of people? Or can you go there to this region of Washington State, Astoria, too, up in Oregon, as a matter of fact, there to have that, uh, that opportunity to go where it is unhurried and uncrowded? Yes. Yeah. I, I think they are used to having, um, you know, a kind of uh, big populations, <laughs> a weekend at a time here and there with uh, tourists uh, coming down. Um, and it was a little less like that this time around, which was nice. Nice change of pace. Um, so, they yeah, they are used to accommodating big crowds as that happens, but for the most part, these are smaller communities that do have kind of a slower pace of life, uh, and it was nice to experience that as well. Beautiful. Eric, I envy you. I hope to make that trip myself sometime. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk. Along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine, we remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue of American Road. Until next week, drive safely and dream well.